Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. Outkick 360 is underway from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw here and Old Smoky Moonshine. The NFL draft is here. First round tonight. Full previews coming up. Armando Salguero joins us live from Las Vegas. He's covering the NFL draft for Outkick.com. We'll chat with Armando in an hour and 20 minutes. Plenty to preview. Gentlemen, we're outside in the beer garden here at 6th and Peabody. The Big Orange Caravan with the University of Tennessee. They will be here later today with Tennessee head football coach Josh Heupel. Athletic director Danny White. Rick Barnes, head coach of the men's basketball team. And Kelly Jolly of the Lady Vols. That's Kelly Harper to you. Kelly Jolly, Kelly Harper, that's right. She will be here as well. Uh, A full slate on deck today and a lot to get to, guys. Big day. I want to properly express the joy that we feel uh, here today as we're out in the beer garden. I mean, life is good. It's the NFL draft. The weather's great. I hope wherever you're watching, the weather's as perfect as it is here in Nashville, Tennessee right now. We're ready to go. There's a lot to talk about. Armando Salguero is in Vegas and is going to be talking draft with us. This is going to be a fun show today. We're ready to go, Paul. Finally, some temperature control. Let's be honest. <laughs> We're out of the Paul's meat locker. <laughs> We're in nature. I do have a pullover behind me, but uh, I don't feel it's necessary. I mean, and, Paul, uh, you're talking it's pullover. It's 82 degrees outside right oh, it's, now. It's gorgeous out. <laughs> you rolled up in a full pullover. I never know outside. what to expect. I figured David Reed would find a way to, to uh, frost this area. I've never Mr. seen Freeze. a man who air. airs on the side of pullover when it's 80 and sunny outside. You never know. I might be cold in this sun. I never know. I, we could have end ended up inside well, for some reason, unforeseen, and then I would have froze. Paul, you and I are on the opposite ends of the spectrum because our entire production team was over here <laughs> rigging up shade for me because they're like, uh, guys, uh, Chad's the sweater. We got a real sweater over here, so we got to make sure that we got shade for him. And I always say it doesn't matter where we are or what position we're in next to Hutton. The sun will find a way to find my forehead. No well, I, I appreciate wherever I've been, shade. wherever we broadcast. It's right on the forehead. It'll find Chad. And when I sweat, I'm not a full body sweater. <laughs> I'm a head sweater. sweater. So when it starts, you turn that faucet on. It is really hard to turn that thing off. So I'm hoping that faucet doesn't turn well, on. Right. I sweat It'll be in a similar way. I feel way, great right now. But <laughs> also, right now. also, I've got this uh, ca- cancerous potential now. I've, I'm under strict instructions after the removal oh. of my thing. And also, I put off. I said I was going to do it in February. I didn't. And now I'm in trouble because uh, I'm supposed to put this cream on my head twice a day for a month that's going to burn and be very unpleasant. And now I've got a Las Vegas trip on the horizon. I'm obviously not doing it during that. And then I've got a beach trip on the horizon. I'm obviously not doing that. And then all of a sudden it'll be training camp. So I don't know when the hell I'm squeezing this. Sounds like you're not. (laughs) Can you please apply the cream on camera? I might be wearing a hat for a month. I'd love for you just to apply the head cream while we're on camera. Apply Apply the the cream. cream. 
Yeah, the cream and the clear. Well, I'll do it for charity the way that I once stuck my hand into <laughs> David Reed's beard and massage. We'll Jacob yeah, Swanson, we'll by the way, that. who I know this is probably not the first time he's become an Internet sensation uh, for his band work, but he's become an Internet sensation because I tweeted his very unpopular opinion that the Batman, the latest Batman installment, is one of the five worst films he's ever seen, and he'd rather watch Batman and Robin, so much so that I put out a poll question about whether you would want to watch The Batman, having seen both, or Batman and Robin. It's currently 75% in favor of The Batman. I can't believe it's only But that. Jacob and and is standing strong behind the How many stance. have not seen the new one but know the other one, the other option But I will Batman. say, you know, Robin. you know, you know, Hutton, anything Robin. can be divisive in America today. When I put this out, it is very much fire Jacob Swanson for this take. It's so bad. No, or... The Batman was terrible. I fell asleep 20 minutes in. There's too much dialogue. It's three hours. It's boring. I am He's absolutely right. I am against three hours. So. I was going to start it last night because I imagine I'm going to have to watch it in stages, but uh, I didn't, didn't get there. What about this draft in stages tonight? Jacksonville I'm optimistic has the first it pick. goes more quickly tonight than so, I expect. Also, uh, you know, I'm writing from the perspective of 26, so I know that's going to be forever before that happens. The, uh, the latest headlines today with uh, Jacksonville having the, the first overall pick, of course, Detroit with number two, and then Houston at number three. That's where we start the headlines with Jacksonville. Reports are they are split on the first pick because it, it sounds like the, the general manager, Trent Baalke, wants Trayvon Walker, and ownership wants Aiden Hutchinson. Which, which gives? Th- this is probably the morning, well, the week, where Shad Khan walks into the, the draft room, quote-unquote, and sees what's on the board compared to who he wants. The quote from him was, yes, I have someone in mind who I really like. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's against what Balky would want. I, I'm not entirely convinced, and this is based on Nothing except reading just way too much. Tonight, you finally get off the hook for reading all of this stuff from, from everywhere, at least for the, per, for the first round. That, that offensive line is entirely well, out of the mix. But then you look at the Vegas odds. Vegas thinks it's Trayvon yeah. Walker. If you look at the odds for the and number one overall pick. They think they're pretty solid. That's why I right. bet on Aiden Hutchinson. Right. Because the odds well, are in his favor for big money if you bet on him. Yeah, FanDuel.com slash OK360. If you think it's, it's Hutchinson, Walker, uh, Iquanu. I threw something small on Iquanu. Yeah, I mean, because the payoffs, the pretty, odds are very right. good if it's going to be offensive tackle number one so overall. So let's let's talk about this. If there's a division between ownership and the front office on a player, why would ownership ever lose if they were really steadfast on who they wanted? Because if they if they wanted to let, make the let's decision, let's break this up in pieces. They then. are the boss. If they wanted to do it, now I'm getting to the pieces of this because you also have a situation where ownership just made a disastrous decision to bring in Urban Meyer. And they had to admit defeat on that decision quickly. So now is ownership more likely to come back and say, let's go with the front office on this one. Let's go with our new head coach. Because I don't want to be the one seen as meddling now, especially after the disaster that was Urban What's the power split, Hut? Do we remember? Does Peterson have say on personnel? No, no, no. No, because they were going to bring in Spillman. Yeah, Byron left, which wouldn't go there because he didn't want to work for a Correct, but but a number of coaches wouldn't even take the interview. Josh McDaniels refused to interview in Jacksonville because Trent Baalke was there. Um, And and to me, Baalke loses power and sway 
just based on the fact that they decided to keep him. Even though they kept him, they had to pair him with a coach that was willing to take the job that was offered to him instead of going with the coaches they would have liked to have interviewed. But they did pretty well getting a Super Bowl winner. They wanted Byron Leftwich, and Leftwich walked. He, he left an opportunity at the time when, when Tom Brady was retired. And the he left the opportunity to, to become the head coach at the, former, at the former organization where he played and instead is, is still going to coordinate a rebuilding team. There. I, and here's the thing about Shad Khan. Yes, he had a disastrous hire with Urban Meyer, but it's not like Shad Khan had – you know, uh, final say over the right. I mean, he did, but he didn't because Urban Meyer would have trumped Trent Baalke in that situation. I don't think Shad Khan has ever stepped in and, and demanded a pick like we've seen with Daniel Snyder and Dwayne Haskins, for instance, at number 15 overall a couple of years ago in 2019. I think it's been the opposite. I think he does a very good job of explaining that he understands that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He, he knows those issues, and he hires a general manager and a head coach to figure it out. Uh, no, I, so maybe I this agree is the with first you. time that he well, says, I, because we've been on such a bad track and there's division here, I'm going to break the tie. I'm going to go with the Colonel Nathan Jessup again. Then why the two orders? Because I agree with you, Hutton. He seems like a guy that will admit he knows what he doesn't know. Then why are we getting all these reports that they're split? If he knows what he doesn't know, he doesn't have a strong opinion on the first pick. He's not involving himself in football matters. He's letting Balky slash Peterson make the call, but instead we're getting these reports that they're split on the pick and that ownership wants Aiden Hutchinson. Well, well that doesn't strike to, that doesn't strike me as a guy who stays out of matters he doesn't know a lot I about. I would take it this way, perhaps extrapolating what you're saying, Balky and Peterson are split, and then you go to the owner. <laughs> And then the owner has to get himself involved. Well, well, that's it. But okay, let's let's play if, that if scenario Balky out. Balky and Peterson are split. Balky wins. But again, Balky stayed. Peterson was hired. It's it's the same scenario though, right? They're split on Walker or Hutch. Or sorry, they're split on Walker or a tackle. Let's say that's the report, right? Peterson wants to protect. He wants to protect Trevor Lawrence. My he wants a perception. tackle. So they're split on tackle or Walker, and then they come back and say. No, the, hey, owner, decide this for us. We're split here. The, the report and the is, owner comes back and says, I want Aiden Hutchinson. The report a third is Walker person or Hutchinson. It's not Equanu. The report today, this morning, is it's, it's defense, but they're split on who the pick's going to well, be. Well, that's funny because the previous report was your head coach wanted an offensive tackle. So now we know the pecking order. Head coach is third. Balky, and now the ownership is split. Well, no, the ownership has always won, but Khan has never demanded that they – I mean – you could say that he wanted Trevor Lawrence. Anyone would have selected right. Trevor Lawrence last year. Urban Meyer or literally anyone in that position. Um, They'll it, pick the wrong guy. Their entire offseason has been based on Trevor Lawrence. Um, to, to me, you franchise tag Cam Robinson. You're working out an extension with Cam Robinson. They've got one. I, they, they have yep. it done? I don't know why you would go rookie, left tackle, number one overall, if you're investing what they're investing in Cam Robinson, like they have this offseason, you move on from him with the bird in hand of the number one overall pick coming off the combine where you had two legitimate left tackles vying for that spot. Uh, that's why I, I think everyone points to defense, and Vegas is saying it's Trayvon Walker, not Aiden Hutchinson, which seems like the safer pick. Bigger ceiling seems to be Trayvon Walker. Walker. Yeah. I think, I, it's, uh, I think it's a classic Jags mistake that they're about to step into again. 
they're going to go potential, and I am blinded by the fact it's Jacksonville as an organization making this pick. But this spells disaster to me. If it's Jacksonville matched with a guy with a high ceiling and low floor, if you pick between high ceiling and low floor, what are you betting with the Jags? I'm betting he hits the low floor. And Aiden Hutchinson will be the star of this draft. Just on the other side, on, on the offensive side, and I know it's, it seems to be out of the conversation now, but Jawan Taylor is the right tackle, 2019 second-round pick. Haven't heard a lot of him like that they think of him as a building block guy or that they're fine there. So I get the Cam Robinson part, but you need two. Um, and, All and, fair. And I, I don't know that, that there's and, a consensus that they have two. And you, you can't have enough help to protect your franchise, which is Trevor Lawrence here. I, I get the idea, but I don't know if I would be going tackle, number one, knowing what they've invested. They, they brought in Brandon Scherf as well, right, this offseason? Yeah, he's at, at right guard. Yeah, so they've invested a lot in the offensive line already. Well, I know we're going to get into all these possibilities coming up with a bunch of questions about the draft. I'm looking forward to that segment. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and tease a possibility with this. What if they trade out of that pick? The, they can't find anybody. That, that was the report I read last night. What are they night? willing to take in exchange for number one? I mean, for a team with a lot of needs, if you could add a, a pick at some point and move back a little bit, and because you're, you're torn is, on guys and you're saying, I don't know, there's not a no-brainer for Chad, us Dick, at number one overall, if someone sees Hutchinson or Walker or one of the tackles must have. as the no-brainer must-have for their organization – and we can find a partner, why not trade I, I don't think anyone terms these guys as must-have. Anyone. No. Any one player. But look, and th- if you like all three of them, I, I if agree. you like all three of them and you'd bump back for a third-round pick, but then I'd do it if I'm Houston or Detroit and I really like one of them. But are you going to break the trade, the trade model? I think it'd be fine. If you went from first to third because you like all three of them and you did it for a third-round pick or a low second-round pick or whatever – that's fine, but it's not worth next year's first to, to do it. I'm not moving back if I, if I know I want one of the three. I just select one of the three, and, and it's based on the, the direction of the franchise. I'm not leaving a gap between me and my player if I have the number one overall pick and it's not a quarterback that I don't need. Well, you'll get smashed also for letting the other teams choose well, that, who you get at three as opposed to you choosing who you get at one. Other headlines, Texans, according to Schefter, are going defense at number three possibly then trading back into the top ten to go after another player. And that player is believed to be Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson, who is mocked to them at 13 in several drafts. Uh, I, I think I, could that's be where there. I had could Could be there, could not. But the, the, in most mocks, it has the, the, the Texans going tackle and then going defense late. Um, if they're in love with Jermaine Johnson, I could – I think in this scenario, based on this report, if you're buying it, that the Texans are looking to package their second-round pick plus pick 13 to move back in three, four, five spots to the first, to the top ten. Um, and what do we say their, their second-round pick is like pick 36, Paul? 36, 37 uh, overall? Very early um, in the second round. Yes. 37. Uh, 37. Uh, they would package 37 Fifth and 13 pick. looking to move up into the top ten. To me – that signals Jermaine Johnson at three, and then they're moving back up to get a tackle in the top ten. That's how I view it. Well, their tackles, Laramie Tunsil, obviously, at left tackle. Titus Howard, who got you know, some decent reviews at right tackle. Um, you know, I think their feeling was they could move Titus Howard inside and get themselves a, a, a right tackle 
who ultimately would succeed, succeed Tunsil, who's not getting any younger. Stingley from LSU is the one that's really gone up over the last 48 hours to number three overall. I'm looking at uh, Todd McShay's mock draft right now this morning, his final one. Guess who he has at number three? Derek Stingley from LSU going to the Texans. Stingley ahead of Sauce Gardner. I don't uh, – I'd take Sauce Gardner over Stingley. I, I understand the appeal of Stingley, but the last two years, it's been just a, a long time. He's got a lot to answer for there. In terms of injuries, sure. But when he was on the field, he was not the same player he was. Sauce Gardner – it's a little bit similar to Walker and Hutchinson. Like it's a ceiling floor thing. I think Gardner's going to be for sure a good player and with a very high floor. Stingley, I think you're saying, he probably got a higher ceiling, but maybe a bigger chance of flaming out. The Eagles also in the top headlines today. They currently pick 15th, and there are reports that they are making calls today trying to trade up. Um, how far it would take, I'm not sure, but they seem to be targeting Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, who many say is the best overall top-to-bottom football player in this draft, but he's falling down because of the position he plays. Big, lanky safety. He's kind of unconventional body type for the, for the position. You don't find many guys that big who play uh, the, way, the way he does. Attractive player. Um, you know, look, they're right at 15. We hear over and over, you know, this is a 14, 15, 18 yeah. player draft. So if you're Philadelphia, you got a couple picks there. You know, if you really love that guy, you're already a playoff team. I'm not saying you're great, but I, I, it makes maybe some sense to go get your guy. I'm not going to pretend to be some draft Nick that, you know, grinds over film all the time Grind and it, watch Jeff. all these prospects. Grind it. Grind the but film. fake it. when you have a guy like Kyle Hamilton that, and you guys may be in the same boat, I can't find a single negative thing about him as a safety prospect. There's not one negative about Kyle Hamilton that I've read. If you have a guy like that at any position that's not – Place kicker or punter, that seems like a guy worthy of trading up to get if you need that spot. He almost seems too right? good, too like good I'm to be okay, true. I'm okay with that when I hear someone wants to trade up to get Kyle Hamilton because he's one of the few guys, maybe the only guy, I can't find a single knock on him. It's just clear he is the top safety. He's great. He's going to be a great NFL safety for someone. But we don't value safety in the NFL as much as we once and did. Also, so it's a devalued position. They're also set next year. They've got picks next year to go up, get their quarterback if Hurts is not the guy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can't bemoan giving up picks, if I don't you, think. If you like Hamilton, you may need to get ahead of Washington at 11. And if that's the case, Philly is trying to get ahead of their divisional rival in order to draft the safety that they want. If not, I think the other position for them is wide receiver. And that's where I have them mocked. They have a couple first-round picks. They want to move up in order to ensure they get the one guy that they love. And it's the Giants at 10, right? So that would be a tough uh, getting ahead of one division rival but getting to another. No, the Jets. Sorry. So that's an easier trade to make to the Jets or to Seattle at 9. And everybody thinks Seattle would be a willing trade-out partner because Seattle trades out all the time. This is the highest pick Seattle's had in a long, long time. And I don't know about you guys, but I have the hardest time finding a match with Seattle. Coming up, we have our top 10 mock that we gave to Armando Salguero earlier this week. We're going to go through the top 10 picks of tonight's draft, make our case for who should be selected when and why. That is straight ahead, plus the big questions of the 2022 NFL Draft. We'll answer those throughout today's show on OutKick 360. First, though, we're excited to partner with Aurora Nutriscience 
our trusted partner that keeps us mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers supplements where you need them the most, your body. You can see everything at VitaLifeScience.com. V-I-D-A LifeScience.com is the website. It's where you can receive a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360 at checkout. Typical pills and capsules for your supplements, not well absorbed. In fact, most are absorbed uh, in very, very small amounts as you take them. But here's Aurora, unique, cutting-edge, nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use the vitamin C, the vitamin D3, the glutathione, and more. Plenty of options for you at VitaLifeScience.com. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360. That's V-I-D-A LifeScience.com. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitaLifeScience.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Outkick 360 rolls on from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine tonight, the NFL Draft. We're previewing that throughout the next two and a half hours. Uh, Plus the Big Orange Caravan, the Tennessee Volunteers here in Music City making a stop through the spring. uh, And they're having a a huge event later this evening with the draft in the background uh, with Tennessee head football coach Josh Heupel and others. And 6th and Peabody is behind it with their very own Peyton's favorite Pilsner, uh, which they brought out here to us. They also have the Shine and Soda Cocktail, which is corn from a jar. And uh, the 360, which is the Blackberry Margarita Moonshine, which I don't know, Paul, if, if Paul has tried that or not. But you Paul's should, a big Paul. margarita guy, so you, yeah. you need to try it for sure. But we have Cheers, the, the Peyton's favorite Pilsner here. Cheers to a great NFL draft coming up tonight. You can definitely taste the orange. It's in an that orange, chat. orange Pilsner, and it oh, is okay. delicious. Um, tonight, we know Jacksonville reports are they're split on where they're going, but we have our top 10, our our mock top 10 for the Outkick 360 NFL draft. And I started things off with Aiden Hutchinson, guys. Um, to me, it's the best player in this draft for Jacksonville at number one overall. Maybe this is the easiest easy pick. Maybe people view this as uh, a situation where well, it's the safe pick. You shouldn't go safe if you're Jacksonville. You should go with the highest ceiling. I understand that argument. But I've watched Aiden Hutchinson play, and I'm completely comfortable knowing that he would be the number one overall pick for my team. Trayvon Walker at number two to Detroit. Because of Detroit's background in the front office of defensive linemen, if you go back to what the Rams have done on the defensive line and the hits they've had, Uh, from the Jeff Fisher days in St. Louis slash L.A. to what they've done now. Um, The the front office in Detroit were scouts in L.A., and they were brought into the room to discuss defensive linemen that were selected, including Aaron Donald. I think they go defensive line. I don't think they take Kayvon Thibodeau. I went with Trayvon Walker, number two. Iquanu, the offensive tackle, for me makes sense for the Houston Texans. Um, you start up front, you get the best offensive tackle in the draft, and then address other things at 13, specifically defensive line. Sauce Gardner, 
I, I love him as my top corner. The Jets need help on the outside, followed by Evan Neal with the Giants. I know Charles Cross is a hot topic for the Giants at number five. Uh, and uh, there have been some medical flags or at least reports of that with Evan Neal since I sent this uh, top ten in. I'm sticking with Neal and the athleticism that he provides at, at number five overall. If you want Daniel Jones to show you something and approve it year, it starts with protecting him. Draft Evan Neal, who's an immediate starter. I think Carolina's going quarterback. I think they talked themselves into it. This is, this is uh, a, a season where you start believing, well, maybe Trayvon Walker is the best player in the draft. Maybe this is more like the NBA instead of the NFL, where college production doesn't matter. I'm not buying it. And I'm not buying that Carolina is just set on Sam Darnold. Uh, and if you were going to trade for Baker Mayfield, you make that decision well in advance of OTAs, and you get him in there with your new offensive coordinator. I went with Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. Um, you can go easily go Kenny Pickett here. Vegas thinks that Carolina would draft Pickett if they're going to draft quarterback. I choose Malik Willis as the top quarterback in this draft. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon to the Giants in a trade that they made with Chicago. A pair of top ten picks for the Giants address both offensive and defensive line. And with Thibodeau, he is Broadway confident. You send him to New York. You pair him with Aziz Ojolari, who was Chad Withrow's favorite selection and player from last year's draft, who had a very solid rookie season, and you get after the quarterback in that division. The Atlanta Falcons, I want them to go quarterback. I think Arthur Smith will go wide receiver, given the play of how things have gone this offseason, where Calvin Ridley is suspended. Russell Gage is no longer in Atlanta. And just the overall uncertainty of the quarterback spot, and given the fact that Malik Willis is off the board at six, I gave them wide receiver Garrett Wilson to make sure that they grab the top wideout who's healthy and ready to go. Final two picks for me in the top ten. Seattle, offensive tackle Charles Cross. They need starters across the entire offensive line. It starts at left tackle, and it starts with Cross, who's the second tackle off the third tackle off the board for me. And finally in the top ten, Jamison Williams. He is a number one wideout, and he's hurt. And I'm not pro football doc. I have no idea if his rehab has been going as well as he claims, but he is the top wide receiver when healthy, bar none. And he's a number one wideout that they want. They've been tra trying to trade for a number one wideout. They can draft them and pair them with their young quarterback, Jamison Williams, number 10, to the New York Jets. So my initial reaction, Hutton, to your mock draft, are the New York teams uh, when I see that. I love what the Jets get here. Sauce Gardner mm -hmm. and then Jamison Williams. Why are we talking about trading for a former second-round pick you're going to pay $25 million to if you can draft the best receiver in this draft by a mile in Jamison Williams and let him get ready? You're not going to be a playoff team this year. Who cares? Let him get ready, and he's your number one receiver. I love the Jets draft, and I love the Giants taking Evan Neal. Kayvon Thibodeau, to me, is a big mystery. I see the talent. I see the red flags also, but if I'm looking at what just jumps out to your top ten, it's both New York teams and where they go. I'm interested there in Seattle, which to me is maybe the most confusing spot here. I hadn't thought of or seen, to the best of my memory, uh, Cross there, and uh, they definitely could and use I, offensive line. I help. went with Cross because I have two other tackles going ahead of him. Yeah. Right, and, and, and again, Evan Neal may be the third tackle. He could fall out of the top ten completely based on the report that we saw from Walter Football. But when I, when I sent this in, I'm sticking with Evan Neal. I, I prefer Evan Neal over Iquanu. 
but I've heard what John McClain has said about Aquanu. It seems like Houston prefers Aquanu if they're going to draft a tackle early. I like Aquanu, um, but I do think uh, whoever gets Cross, if Cross is third, mm-hmm. whoever gets the third one of these three, there's a gap after that. Tends there's to a, be. There's a gap after that. Chad, who you have in your top ten? So with my top ten, I, I looked at need. I looked at tendencies of the organizations and everything else, but really I'm not trying to predict. I, I'm throwing out there what I would like to see in this draft also. So I've got a couple wild cards in there. Paul, you said that uh, you haven't seen Charles Cross at number nine to Seattle. I don't think anyone that I've read has my number nine pick to Seattle right now also, but I'll go straight down the list. I'm with Hutton. Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in this draft. I think Jacksonville would be foolish not to take an established guy who is close to a finished product and some stability, a guy you know what you're going to get with Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. I've got him going number one to Jacksonville. Detroit's got needs across the board. They need a corner. Sauce Gardner, I think, is better than Stingley by a lot. I like Sauce Gardner, number two, to Detroit. Evan Neal is my favorite tackle in this draft. I know there's the injury concerns, Hutton, that you referenced. I still have him as the best tackle in this draft. I saw him at Alabama. There's some bias. I've seen more of his games. That's fair. But I like Evan Neal. And I admit that, too. Yeah, give me Evan Neal, number three, uh, to Houston. Kayvon Thibodeau just seems like a New York Jet, right? He's already trying to establish his brand. He's talking about wanting to be the best ever. He's got a load of upside and athleticism as an edge guy. I like the Jets going with Kayvon Thibodeau at four. Uh, I'm going with Aquanu, number five, to the Giants. Look, I... I've heard everything about Aquanu. I've read everything about Aquanu. I think he's the second tackle in, in this draft. I, I totally could see him being the first tackle taken, but I'm putting him slightly behind Evan Neal. Giants need that tackle. They need protection uh, if they're going to move forward with their quarterback situation right now. Hudden, I'm with you on number six. I think the Panthers are taking a quarterback. I think that quarterback is Malik Willis. I think they're going to see Malik Willis as a franchise guy. Uh, Maybe he's going to need some seasoning and need some work to get ready to be that franchise guy, but that's how they're going to view him. David Tepper is desperate to get that franchise quarterback. I think they're desperate enough to take Malik Willis at six. Give me Garrett Wilson as the first receiver off the board to the Giants at seven, so an improving offense there for the Giants. Tackle, and then a great receiver at number seven. I've got the Falcons going quarterback at number eight. I think this is another spot where it's going to be very difficult to pass on a quarterback when it's a position of need. And don't kid yourselves. They've got Marcus Mariota as the starter. Quarterback is a position of need. You know who knows that? Arthur Smith. (laughs) I think that they go with Kenny Pickett at number eight quarterback. Kyle Hamilton I I love to the Seahawks. Look, I, I know that they've got a great safety right now. Um, I see the Seahawks as a team, if they can't trade out of that spot, which they've shown they'd like to do when they get the spot, taking the best available player. And I think Hamilton is by far the best available player at that spot. So give me Kyle Hamilton. Let's start a Legion of Boom Part 2 in Seattle with Kyle Hamilton at number 9. And then number 10, I've got the Jets. Again, I'm probably blurred by the Jets' history, but they're going to go with a guy who's a big swing. Could be great. Yep. Could be the last two years is what Derek Stingley really is and not his freshman year at LSU. I've got him taking Derek Stingley Jr. at corner. I, I like the uh, – we have a very similar top ten in terms of positions, Chad, in our Outkick 360 mock draft. I, I would describe this entire top ten the way you just described Derek Stingley. You know, there's a bit of an unknown factor with all yep. these guys. 
with the investment being made in each of them. Paul, I'm curious where you have Iquanu in your top ten because you were at the combine where this guy stole the show. Yeah, two swings for the Jets there, Chad. I like that. So Hutton and I have four um, the same. Chad and I have one the same. Um, here we go. I've got the Jags uh, doing, I don't think, necessarily the right thing, but going <laughs> going for ceiling here with so Trayvon. T- this is a good pick. You've got Trayvon him doing Walker. a Jags thing. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's a good and, prediction. And I'm playing the odds, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. Lions with Hutchinson. Um, I like your Rams equation there with the pass rusher, Hut. Texans, I'm, I'm going uh, Iquanu. Um, McLean's big on him there. I, I think he's m- might be the best tackle here, too. Time's obviously going to tell. And I've got the Jets jetting. Uh, I mean, if you're going to take a guy who's got some that. questions about uh, <laughs> work ethic and the like, um, why not put him in the spotlight in New York City yeah. and give him the back page? Um, it could so be dangerous, but it could be a home run, on too. On a training camp day when he dogs it, why not have him on the back post of the Daily News and the, po- and the Post? <laughs> Giants with Neil. Uh, you have to give Daniel Jones more of a chance. It starts there. Hutton, you and I are on the same page there. I'm not going quarterback um, to the Panthers. I'm getting Sam Darnold or whoever's there and the guy they get next year probably with a new coach. Yeah. Um, a, a tackle in Charles Cross. And I think that may be Dave Tepper showing some restraint and, and putting a finger uh, on that pick. Giants with their second pick, Sauce Gardner. Um, James Bradbury is a cap guy that they want to get rid of. We've mentioned guys who could be dealt during this draft. He's one of them that we haven't mentioned, but they want to get out from under his number. Sauce Gardner is a Wink Martindale kind of player and a fit. We've, I've read that plenty of places. Falcons have to get a wide receiver. Um, they've got deficiencies everywhere. You want to know their top three wide receivers now? Auden Tate, Demir Bird, and Alamedi Zacchaeus. Those three just roll off the tongue. Alamedi, huh? I've heard great things about that. Alamedi Zacchaeus. Uh, Seahawks. <laughs> Sounds I have... like he's from the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very much. Climb a tree. Well, Zacchaeus was climbed the tree in the New Testament. Um, Seahawks was... Combine the two. All of the 80s, the Old Testament. That's right. Yeah, his parents were very <laughs> biblical. Both, they liked lived both a, Testaments. Lived equal. a lot of years. Uh, Are you saying there weren't trees in the Old Testament? No, there weren't trees, oh. but oh, okay. the climbing of the trees in the New Testament story, because he was climbing the tree to get a look at Jesus, and Jesus was very much in New Testament. Our Bible God. study coming up at 345 also on the show. Yeah, we'll fill you all in on these, these little details. Seahawks with Stingley. Uh, this, I, I have trouble with this spot, but uh, he's a peak. Carroll kind of guy, though he doesn't have the long arms Seattle likes in a corner. I could see him paired that there. And Jamison Williams to the Jets. They're looking for a star wide out. Uh, they've got to be patient with the ACL here. Um, with Thibodeau and Williams, maybe they get nothing in the first month from their two picks. One they're waiting on to recover from an ACL. One they're waiting on to show effort. Well, here, here is our, our 360 mock combined, and you can see where we agree and, and disagree on some of the position groups. Guys, among the, among the, the players who are being overanalyzed, is, Thibodeau seems to be, we're all in agreement here because we met the guy, he, I say Broadway confident. It's more than just confident, it's cocky. Um, and that's not a, necessarily a bad thing, but the first impression that you have of him will be a lot different than Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson, let's say. And I think at number one or number two overall, you're willing to pass on that. 
But the talent, if Walker and Hutchinson are off the board, the talent of Thibodeau makes him, to me, a surefire top ten pick. That's why I'm not leaving him on the board late. I saw a mock today that had him to Baltimore at like 16, 15, 15 or yeah, 16. That, I'm, I don't think he falls that far because of I the talent. Know. But if you're comparing him to the other top two premier pass rushers, Hutchinson and Walker, I'm taking both of them ahead of Thibodeau. But I'm taking Thibodeau pretty high. And maybe Jermaine Johnson ahead of him too. We'll see. Um, but he's not falling out of the top ten for me. I, I, to, the talent is too good to pass up. I don't know if there's anybody that's been – overanalyzed more than Thibodeau over the last three or four months. I agree with you, and I think whoever takes him will feel confident about him, but I think they're convincing themselves a little bit, um, you know, selling themselves on the good that they've seen of him um, and and shoving aside uh, the bad. And when his position coach gets his hands on him, there's going to be a clear theme. Biggest reach, to, based on what I see, is me with Jamison Williams at number 10. I've got him there, too. You want to know my biggest regret? Oh, you do. I do see it. it you want to know my biggest regret is that I don't have Jamison Williams in the top 10 when you guys did because I love Jamison Williams. So well, when I saw both of you guys had I, him at 10, my immediate thought I, was my thought, I should have put him in the top 10. I, I went with uh, a team that has two picks. It's either the Giants or the Jets, and that's why I went with you can take the risk on Williams if you're willing to wait and you can build that wide receiver group. They're desperate for a number one. He's a number one when he's back healthy. You could sub Drake London there. It's a different kind of number sure. one. Drake London is a, a 50-50. A guy who turns 50-50, you would think it's a 90-10. I mean, he can just go up and get everything. Let me. But what's his speed? Here, his speed is not anything near here Jameson is the, Williams. Here's the, the tiebreaker for me. If I'm the Jets, if I'm me, I feel like I have to take Jamison Williams at 10. If I want Drake London, I'm trying to trade back, and I can get Drake London four, five, six spots later. That's how I view it. Well, I think um, you may not be wrong, but I think those other teams, the, the next four off the board, could also make the same decision about Drake London. So uh, ahead of not, Williams, who's, yeah, you have it's to wait not on. just the injury thing, though. It's a style. Let me give you my like the quick. Titans here in town might take a. a a healthy Drake London over Jameson Williams. Bigger, more uh, 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 vertical, vertical towards the sky, not vertical towards the end zone, just because they like that type of receiver. One Kayvon Thibodeau thought okay. after meeting him in L.A. and interviewing him, and we all had a chance to talk to him in an interview, and he sat right to my right the entire time, and I'm looking him in the eye as we talk to him and interview him. There's so much being made about oh, well, these guys just have a problem with a guy with a personality and actually thoughts on life outside of football and someone concerned with their brand. That's not it for me at all. I have no issue with all of those things. Someone that wants to get into marketing, someone that wants to be you know, more about things outside of football. I've got no issues with that. My one issue with Kayvon Thibodeau is I would go from believing him to not quickly. I felt like it was an act. I felt like there were things he would say in an answer that was a total act and not the type of act where you're just saying things that your agent told you to say However, in an interview, but it was like I'm, I've got a false bravado about me that I'm talking about right now, and I didn't believe it when he said it at times. That's what threw me off with Thibodeau. Is it an act like Conor McGregor who then delivers on what he's saying? No, because Conor McGregor believes what he's saying. I think Conor McGregor okay. goes over the top, but when he tells you I'm going to kick your ass, he's going to do it and he believes it. I didn't get that sense from Kayvon Thibodeau. Not that he couldn't whip me, but I'm saying that if he's saying – there were times he was saying things about being the number one overall pick, 
and I didn't know whether he was joking or not. With the great ones, you know if they're joking or not. You don't have to say it. You know when they're being serious. There were times I just didn't believe them. So I think that this divide of, well, these are people who are just old and don't like someone who's all about something outside of football or branding, it's not that with me. It's the fact I didn't believe them at all times. There was an all-time great backdrop when the NFL draft was here in Nashville in 2019. We will see a great backdrop tonight in Las Vegas, but it's missing one key element that was promoted heavily back in 2020 prior to the cancellation of the Las Vegas NFL draft. We'll tell you what that is next on OutKick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick Network, and that includes Sports Radio 104.7 across the Upper Cumberland. Somo Sports Radio. We say hello to our great friends in Missouri. And Fox Sports Shoals, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. We also say hello to Florence and Huntsville. Outkick 360 leading you up to tonight's NFL draft, uh, where, guys, I don't know about you, the, the hype leading into it, it lacked the quarterback star power, but I'm as juiced as I normally am on this day. It's like I would compare it to the first day of the NCAA tournament. I'm, I'm anticipating the first pick being announced. Well, I think with this, this draft lacks the quarterback star power and really overall star power, not just, oh, for sure. not just quarterback, but what it lacks in star power, you add all of the unknowns. I, I think this is a fun draft because we just rolled out our top ten you know, it's, it's the same in a couple spots, but very different. But everyone's is going to be like that. There's not a lot of, okay, this player is definitely slotted here, and we really think this is going to happen. There's going to be trades. There's active quarterbacks. Hey, forget about the quarterbacks in this draft. How about the active quarterbacks on the line tonight? Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. May, nothing may happen, but there's so much more intrigue outside of just quarterback that I, I think makes it fun. It's, it's not going to have the ratings of a big quarterback draft. Just forget about it. Not as many people are going to tune in, but for the hardcore, for me, NFL and college football fan, it's going to be fun to see all the activity tonight. Should be a good television program, and uh, the Las Vegas setting will make it uh, fun and interesting. Um, The the road show has uh, certainly added an element to it, and one thing we're not going to see, Hutton, is uh, people sinking. Yeah, no boats. So you... Whenever this was announced, remember that the the boats were going to be more or less the red carpet. A gondola. The, the, gondolas. the gondolas, yes. Yeah. It was going to, uh, at, at Caesars, it was going to bring everyone to, Caesars, by the way, was the sport the, the first sports book to sign on with the NFL. That's why the draft is centered around that big Ferris wheel at Caesars. However, the red carpet is at the Bellagio with the fountains. So I, I think it's actually it, I mean, it's going to be a beautiful setting with all the, the, the top picks walking down the red carpet leading up to the draft as the fountains go off, the light shows, different things. It, it should be a great backdrop for what is a spectacle that the NFL has created, not just for tonight, but over the next three days. I thought that boat plan was uh, foolish from the start, and I'm glad. You don't like boats? 
No, I, I don't like big guys uh, on <laughs> sinking the back of the boat. We're well, having to throw weight on the top that's of the it. Thing. How fast? They've could got it fertilizer. Be? They're throwing the top to even it out so that it doesn't sink. I mean, we're waiting for a guy to get to the stage on a boat ride to go no, hug I thought, Goodell. I didn't think it was the stage. I thought it was the the red carpet, like the introduction of everyone who decided to show up. Oh, I thought it was after uh, you your thought Kay Adams is going to be interviewing them on a gondola. Yeah. On the way in from the red carpet right. show on NFL That's Network. what I thought it was. I, there's, I thought it was worse than that. It's too much it of a TV show to wait on home. these guys to get there. <laughs> well, it's, You're three picks in by the look, time I, these guys get there. Charles Cross is walking up as we, we see Pickett the Titans on the clock. Yeah. I have no expectations of what this is going to look like because <laughs> we haven't talked about it like every other city the draft has gone to. They go to Philadelphia, and we're talking about, oh, the Rocky Steps, and what else can they show there? There's not been a lot of talk about what Vegas – is going to be like as a host city. So everything I see is going to blow my mind because I've got no expectation going now, to it. Oh, this, is, this looks cool. Oh, was, I didn't know they were doing this because I have no expectation. The, the real cool thing on the graphics are the playing cards. Yes. The players are yes. going to be announced as playing cards uh, on, on the 4K system they have there, which should be – it should look great. And Nashville had the Hat Show Prince was a very Nashville thing. Playing cards, obviously, a, a clearly a Las Vegas thing. Not every city has something like that. You can weigh in on tonight's draft. Follow us at Outkick360. Coming up, why this year it's very difficult to predict the runs on positions, even though we may see teams trade up to start a run at quarterback or wide receiver. It may not be easy to stick with based on how the first round plays out. We'll explain why as we lead off hour number two of Outkick360 across the Outkick Network.